Well, welcome. I want to say it's so great to have you linking in with us today for our service. And I pray you'll be really blessed and encouraged as you share with us. And so from my land room to you, wherever you're linking in from, a really special welcome today. Last week, we launched our church-wide series, Whisper, How to Hear from God. And Pastor Andrew brought a fantastic message about the invitation we have to hear from God. And today we're going to continue that series with part two. And we're going to be looking at positioning ourselves to hear from God. Recently, I heard the story about James Wells, a police officer in Nashville in the US. And he was called out on Christmas Day last year to a situation where there was a a van that was parked in a street that looked very suspicious. And so he was called to clear the street to make sure everyone was safe. And just as he'd finished clearing the street around this van, he heard a voice from God that told him to turn around and walk in the other direction. And this voice from God would literally save his life. Check out the video clip of the interview he had with some reporters just recently. As I'm getting ready to walk toward them, walking back toward the RV, and this might not be politically correct, but this is my truth. And I literally hear God tell me to turn around and go check on Topping, who was by herself down on Broadway. And um, as I turn around, you know, for me, it felt like I only took three steps and then the music stopped. And as I'm walking back toward Topping now, I just see orange and then I hear a loud boom. And uh, as I'm stumbling, because uh, it, it rocked me that hard, I started stumbling. I just tell myself to stay on your feet, stay alive. And I just take out in a full out sprint. How powerful is that? Hearing God's voice literally can save our life. I heard another story that I was reminded of recently of a man that I know called Benham who's from Iran and he's got an incredible story of how he came to faith. And one day he was driving along in his car as part of his work at night and he was praying to God and saying, God, I'd love to get some tapes with the Bible on it so I can just listen to the Bible as I'm driving around. And just as he prayed this prayer, he sensed God say to him to stop the car. And so he stopped the car, he pulled over. And he had this leading to go across the road to this bin to have a look in this bin. And he's thinking to himself, this is crazy. There's no way I'm going to go across the road and start digging around in some bin. And so he just ignores it and he drives off. But as he drives off, he gets a little bit further down the road. And again, he hears this voice to stop the car. And so he pulls over again. And this time he decides after some wrestling, he decides to turn around and head back. He parks the car. He gets out of his car and heads across the road to this bin. He opens it up and and when he looks inside, inside this bin are all these Bible commentaries and these tapes with the Bible recorded on them. And he cannot believe what he is seeing inside this bin. But hearing the voice of God, it's incredibly faith building. And I know even in my own experience, I remember a number of times when God has spoken to me. One really significant one was when as a church, Uh, We were praying about the leading God was giving us to build a bigger auditorium to make room for more people to come. And so we put all the plans together for this new auditorium. We approved them through church members meetings and lodged them with the council to get approval. And not long after we'd done this, it was Easter time. I was away camping uh, as a family just for a few days and I was reading a book on hearing God's voice. 
And as I'm reading this book, I have this strong sense that God is saying to me that the the new auditorium we're building isn't big enough. And I'm thinking, not big enough. This new auditorium was huge, twice as big as anything we had before. I was a brand new senior pastor at the time, and it was already a big enough task as it was. And I remember just thinking, what, this is crazy, God, if this is what you're saying. And I remembered I hadn't yet done my reading for the day. And so to try and discern if this was God speaking, I opened up my reading. And the title of my reading that day was, How Big Is Your Church? And that in a moment, God had my attention. He had my full attention. And the reading that day was actually from Ephesians chapter 1, which is Paul's prayer for the church. And the note said this, Consider how different is Paul's prayer for the church. It is about becoming large-minded churches preoccupied with God's future plans. We should always be half glass full about the church. When a church concentrates only on immediate needs, it's in danger of missing out on God's future for the church. Reflect on what difference it makes to pray with this big vision for your own local church. Well, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And in that moment, I knew that this was God speaking to me so clearly. And I want to tell you, hearing the voice of God is exciting. It's daunting at times, but it's so exhilarating. And as God spoke that, I was thinking, well, God, how are we going to do a big auditorium? We didn't have enough space at the time, enough land. But through miraculous provision, God would provide us as a church with more land and we're able to review the plans and build an even bigger auditorium just following the leading of God's voice there. And what a blessing that extra space has been to us. But I realize that as you hear some of these stories of the amazing ways in which God speaks, sometimes it can be discouraging. Sometimes it can be a bit disheartening because you might think to yourself, well, that's not really my experience. I don't really hear God speaking to me like that. And we can begin to think, well, you know, maybe, maybe I've got something wrong here. But I want to encourage you today as we listen to God's word to us today. I want to encourage you and let you know that God wants to speak to you directly, just like God spoke to that police officer, James Wells, and to Benham that day driving the car and to me and just the way he spoke to so many people across the Bible. In the same way, he longs to speak to you directly because this is who God is. God is a speaking God. And I love the promise that's found in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. It says this, God speaking, he says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. This is God's promise to us. He is a speaking God. And so if we are not hearing God speak, I want to suggest that maybe the problem isn't so much on God's end. I think he's got his part covered, but maybe it has to do with us. I remember um, just recently, in fact, heading away for an overnight camping trip with my kids. Just a quick trip, overnight camping up to Double Island Point. The plan was we'd go up there, we'd do a little bit of fishing and camping. And at night, we were going to watch a movie on my phone. But when it came time to watch the movie, I'd forgotten that the phone reception up there on Double Island Point is terrible. It's so hard to get good reception. And so we went to download the movie. There was no way it was going to work. And so I climbed out onto the roof of the car and held my phone up as high as I could trying to get some phone reception. But still I couldn't get reception. So we drove down the beach a little bit at night, high tide. I found a sand dune and climbed up the sand dune. But still I couldn't get reception strong enough to download this movie. Eventually, we'd have to get in the car and drive for about 20 k's all the way back down the beach towards Noosa until finally 
I could get reception and that we could download that movie. You know, I was thinking the same way. It's just like that in our relationship with God. That sometimes we need to position ourselves to hear from God. God is always speaking. The signal is always there. But sometimes we find ourselves in places where it's really difficult to tune in to God's voice. And sometimes we have to very specifically position ourselves to hear from God. Our house is a, a busy, noisy house with five kids, a dog, three guinea pigs we have now as well, um, just as of last week. It's a busy house. It's a noisy house. And we have been known that people can come and knock on our door. And because we're all busy out in the backyard or because of the noise and chaos that's going on, we don't even hear the person knocking on the front door. They can even be calling out because they know we're there. They can see that we're there and they can call out. And it can take some time because of the noise and everything that's happening for someone to realize that, that, that they're at the front door. We don't have a doorbell either, which doesn't help the situation. But in that situation there, it's exactly the picture that we're given in the Bible. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, we actually see this same picture. Jesus says these words. He says, here I am. I, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And the picture we have here is that, that Jesus is so near to us. God is not a distant God. He's incredibly close. He's standing at the door of our heart. He's knocking. Um, and not only is he knocking, we read here that he's actually calling out. I'd never even noticed this in the, in the passage before, but it says that he's, he's obviously calling out because it says, if anyone hears my voice. So not only is he knocking, but he's also calling out to us, trying to get our attention. And I thought this is such a picture. Jesus is revealing to us the problem that often we have. He's there. He's so near. He's calling out to us. He's knocking, but we are distracted. We're busy out in the backyard or we can't hear him because of the noise and the chaos around us. And so it's so important that we actually position ourselves so that we can hear the voice of God. And the Bible often describes God's voice, or one of the ways it describes God's voice is as a gentle whisper that we need to tune into. There's a fascinating story in the Old Testament of Habakkuk, the prophet. In Habakkuk chapter 1, he just um, bears his whole soul to God, just telling him how frustrated he is, how discouraged he is, because he's looking around at his community in which he's living, and he's looking around his nation, and all he sees is destruction and chaos and darkness and he's saying God when will you intervene God why won't you speak into this situation God why won't you step in here and the whole of chapter one he just bears his soul but then we get to chapter two and there is a shift that takes place something changes this is what it says in Habakkuk chapter two he says now God that I've just told you everything how I'm feeling he says now I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the watchtower, and I will keep watch to see what he, what God, will say to me. Do you see what Habakkuk does here? He positions himself to hear from God. He literally climbs up onto the watchtower. In ancient times, the city always had a, a wall around it for defense, and on the highest part of that wall would be the watchtower, where someone would always stand guard and stand watch and look out for messages that might be coming or any potential threat that might be coming. And the picture we have here is that Habakkuk says, I'm going to climb up, I'm going to get away from street level, I'm going to elevate myself up into the watchtower, 
above the distraction and chaos of everything that's happening on the street. I'm going to get up higher and I'm going to position myself ready to hear from God. And the message that God wants to give to each one of us today is he's saying to us that we need, in the same way as Habakkuk, we need to position ourselves to hear from God. If we want to hear his voice, we need to make sure that we have positioned ourselves to hear from him. Because God is always speaking. The signal is always there. But sometimes we can find ourselves in places where it's difficult to hear his voice. And so the question is, how do we position ourselves to hear from God? Well, I want to share with you today just a few really practical ways in which we can do that. Some practical examples that we find in God's word. The first one is this. If we want to position ourselves to hear from God, the first thing we need to do is to expect God to speak. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, there's a story of of Samuel, the boy Samuel and the the high priest Eli. And it's nighttime and Um, Samuel's asleep in his bed and he hears someone calling his name. And so he runs into Eli and he says, Eli, I'm here. You're calling my name. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. This happens a second time. And again, Eli says, go back to sleep. It's not me calling. And finally, on the third time, when Samuel comes into Eli, Eli realizes that it's God that is speaking or trying to speak to this boy, Samuel. And so he says this in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 says, well, Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came, it says, and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. But this time it was different because this time Samuel was expecting, he was anticipating that God was going to speak to him. This time Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is is listening. This time he had positioned himself to hear from God because he was expecting and anticipating God to speak to him. And in the same way, we should have an eager expectation that God is going to speak to us. A.W. Tozer um, has this famous quote where he says this, the person who does not expect to hear from God won't because every single time God speaks, they will discount it as their own idea. So true. We need to be expecting, anticipating God to speak to us. For this series, we put together these journals, these hearing from God journals that were put together by some people in our church and have been printed out. And in these journals, which you can get hold of for this series, in this journal, there's a a question, a really important question to ask in the journal for each day. And the question is this, what is God saying to me? That is such an important question to ask when we come to God's Word. Because when we come to His Word, we don't do it just to fill our minds with information. But we come to the inspired Word of God asking, God, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what is it you're saying to me through your Word? It's such an important approach to come to God's Word with a heart of expectancy and anticipation. And if you want to get hold of these journals, we've got them available. Even in lockdown, we can post them out to you. You can order these online and we'll send these out to you. It's a great step you can take. A great way to position yourself to hear from God is to make use of these great little journals. But that's one really important step you can do to be expecting of God to speak to you. The second one is this. If we want to position ourselves to hear from God, we need to posture our heart to hear from Him. In Hebrews 3, it says this. It says, So as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, 
Do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. This is another really important principle because across scripture, we see that often God was trying to speak to people, but they couldn't hear his voice because their hearts were hardened towards his voice. One classic example from scripture that comes to mind is the example of King Saul. Saul struggled with his own pride and Throughout his life, it severely impacted his ability to hear from God and correctly discern what God was saying to him. In 1 Samuel 13, God told Saul to wait for Samuel before offering sacrifices to God and initiating a battle with the Philistines. But he didn't listen to God. He just bulldozed ahead. And then in 1 Samuel 15, God tells Saul to go and fight against the Amalekites. And he says, you must thoroughly defeat them. But instead, he allows his soldiers to go in after the victory, and to take the spoils from this, after God explicitly told him, do not let your soldiers go in and take the spoils. And again, Saul just thinks, well, it's not that big a deal. He thinks that he knows better than God what God is saying to him. And he's not even aware of this sometimes because of the own pride, his own pride that is in his heart. But God was not impressed. God was not happy at all. And finally, Samuel calls Saul to account, saying this in 1 Samuel 15. Samuel says to Saul, Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Instead, you loudly rushed upon the spoils and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And in verse 28, Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of God, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. In that very moment, God took his hand of anointing off King Saul and he had a really ugly demise from that point on. He had hardened his heart to the voice of God. The pride that had crept into his heart had hindered him from hearing and discerning exactly what God was saying to him. And we can also be so prone to do this as well. Before we get too judgmental on Saul, this is each of our problems. And that is why it is so important for us to posture our hearts to hear from God. We need to humbly ask the Holy Spirit to show us anything that might be hindering us from hearing His voice. And we need to come not thinking that we've got some special hotline to God, that we've got it all sorted because we've been called and anointed and are chosen by God, thinking we've got this sorted. That is not the way we're meant to come, but we need to always come with a heart of humility, knowing that we can easily get this wrong because we're all broken, sinful people. Pastor Peter recently shared about this in a message and it really struck home for me at the time. He said that just because we have rightly discerned God's will and God's voice in the past doesn't mean that we can't get it wrong in the future. And that is so true. We need to listen carefully with humility and with prayerful discernment as we come to hear the voice of God. So it's so important that we posture our hearts to hear from him so that we might rightly discern his voice. And finally, we need to physically position ourselves to hear from God. We've been talking about spiritually positioning ourselves to hear from God, but also we literally can physically position ourselves to hear from God. And we see examples of this in the Bible as well. There was Daniel who went to his window three times a day to pray and come before God, physically positioning himself to hear from God. Then there's the story of of Mary with Jesus who comes and steps away from the regular responsibilities and and pressures that she would have in life and just sat at Jesus' feet. 
Martha wasn't really impressed by this, but, but Mary knew that in this moment it was so important that she physically positioned herself just to hear what Jesus was going to say to her. And we see this example from Jesus himself as well. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, we read that Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Even Jesus, the Son of God, would go and position himself physically at times to make sure he could hear and discern God's voice. That's pretty amazing to think the Son of God even would do this. Now, let me be clear here that does not mean that God cannot speak to you anytime, anywhere, any place. He can. God can speak to you anywhere at any time. But the principle we see here in Scripture, the principle that Jesus himself shows us, is that there is a, a benefit, a blessing that can come at times in physically positioning ourselves to hear from God. Let me give you a few examples of how we can physically position ourselves to hear from God. The first is this. The first is just to have a regular daily reading plan, a regular time with God every single day. Because the most common way that God speaks to us is through His Word. And if we're following a daily reading plan, we are positioning ourselves to hear from God. Around six years ago now, when the church was praying about the transition of leadership from Pastor Peter stepping into the founding pastor role and me stepping into the senior pastor role, we were discerning this and praying around this and I was really seeking God around this. And I'll be honest with you, I had a few run and hide moments where I was a bit daunted by the prospect and thinking, God, are you really in this? I remember one particular occasion very distinctly when I was on a pastor's retreat with some other pastors and we were away together over a couple of days and sharing together, encouraging one another, hearing about the different ministries that were involved in, the things that God were doing, the challenges in ministry as well. And I distinctly remember that night as I went to bed, I remember just being overcome with fear and worry and anxiety and insecurity, just thinking, God, I can't do this. I, I just don't think this, this could be right. I think there's other people more qualified than me to step in to this role, into this calling. And I was just lying awake at night. I could not get to sleep. And finally, I remembered that I hadn't yet done my daily reading that day. And so I rolled over in bed. I have got, got my daily reading on my phone. I opened up the app with my daily reading notes on it. And when I opened it, it just so happened that the reading on that day, it was now the early hours of the morning, the reading was 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 18, which is all about the transition from Elijah to Elisha to be his successor. So God had my attention again as I was reading this. And then this is what the notes said on that particular night. It said, Elijah did not choose his successor. God did. Many of us have known the blessing of a mentor who leads the way, modeling committed service, pointing to God at work in our lives. And just as Elisha wanted the double blessing, we too need the Spirit's wisdom and courage in order to have an impact on others' lives. For Elijah's successor, as for Joshua picking up the mantle of Moses, the Lord's commission needed his power for the continuing task. And then it finished with these words. God's word, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supplies, is how Hudson Taylor expressed the Lord's solemn undertaking to those he calls. Well, again, as I read that, it was just one of those Holy Spirit encounter moments where this incredible peace came over to me. And it was in that moment, it was in that moment, in the early hours of that morning, that I finally surrendered fully and said, God, if this is what you're calling to, I know you'll supply all that's needed. And God, I'm available. I'm ready to do whatever it is you're calling for this season ahead. 
And um, the rest is history in terms of all the way that God has led and directed through that. But I want you to see the power of just being in a regular daily reading plan. It positions us to hear from God. And so if you're not doing a regular daily, daily reading plan, I want to encourage you to get hold of one. Many of us do the Encounter with God Scripture Union notes. You can access them, paper copies or online copies. There's also um, the YouVersion Bible app, which has a whole heap of fantastic reading plans you can access. There's the Our Daily Bread reading plan, which is very popular. Nikki Gumbel and the Alpha team have done the Bible in one year reading plan as well. It's a fantastic one. And so I really want to encourage you, if you have not yet um, got into that habit, to really seriously consider about doing that and get hold of one of this. Because one of the key ways to hear from God is by just being regularly in His Word. The second way you can position yourself physically to hear from God is by gathering together with other believers. This is another key way God speaks. He speaks through the testimony and witness of other believers and he speaks through the gifts of the body of Christ at work. As a kid growing up, I just went to hundreds and hundreds of church services all the time. Often I didn't want to be there. My dad was a pastor, so I was just there at church all the time and As I said, often I didn't want to be there. But, you know, as I look back, I can remember some really distinct moments where I knew that God was speaking directly to me in one of those church services. It was like the speaker was speaking directly to me. And I can still remember where I was sitting, the row I was in, who was speaking, where I was at that moment. And although I didn't really want to be there, often I'm glad looking back that I was just turned up week after week or that I was just there, just in that position physically, gathering with other believers at church in a position where I could hear from God. I had a similar experience around 15 years ago when my wife Andrea and I had this opportunity to have a holiday in the UK and Europe and we crammed as much as we possibly could into this trip and so it was really busy time and we didn't really have a chance to get to church too much while we were traveling over these number of weeks. But on one particular Sunday, we were staying in a B&B in York in England. And across the road from this B&B, there was an old Methodist church. And I had this thought, maybe we should actually um, duck across the road to church since it was a Sunday, duck across to their night service. But then I began to have all these reasons in my mind why that was a silly idea. I mean, you know, it was a pretty traditional looking church. I thought I won't know the songs they're singing. I won't really get anything out of it. And I was coming up with all these excuses. But eventually I decided to duck across the road for this night service. And I got in there and sure enough, I didn't really know the songs I was singing. I was the youngest person there by a long way. But I want to tell you what happened that night. As the speaker got up to speak, it was like he was speaking directly to me. And at the end of the message, there was an opportunity to respond. And I went down the front and I knelt at this prayer rail at the front of this church. I've never never knelt at a prayer rail before, but I always just knew that God was speaking to me. And I responded and knelt and the speaker prayed for me. And I want to tell you, it was one of the most powerful um, and amazing experiences of that whole trip. In fact, it was the highlight of that trip was going to church that night in that Methodist church in York. You see, this is the power of physically positioning ourselves by gathering with other believers, prioritizing, getting to church, gathering with other believers in connect groups or maybe attending a course with other believers as well because this is one of the key ways that God speaks to us. And the final one that I want to mention to you, another way we can physically position ourselves to hear from God is by taking the time to do a spiritual retreat. I have found this to be incredibly powerful in my own journey. And by a spiritual retreat, I mean taking an hour or a couple of hours or half a day or a day or maybe even a couple of days just to step away from the busyness and the regular pressures and distractions of life, just to get away, 
to a place where uh, it's quieter, where there's not as many distractions and you just really intently focus in on hearing from God. As part of this series, we've actually prepared a, a guide on how to do a spiritual retreat, which you can access online as well. And I want to encourage you to take hold of that. And maybe, maybe even during lockdown, it's a good time for you to try doing a spiritual retreat. Paul and Alison Hodges, who have been serving in Cambodia for over five years, they've also experienced the blessing of doing spiritual retreats and how helpful it's been for them personally and in their ministry as well. And they're back with us for a um, some time at the moment, and Ali has kindly given her time to, to actually do a guided spiritual retreat. So if you'd like to take hold of that, you can do that as well. Again, online, you can get the details, and Ali would love to meet with you and some others, and, and there'll be this opportunity through these um, special times together just to have that guided spiritual retreat time. I really encourage you to consider that. This is another significant way that you can um, position yourself physically to hear from God. You know, during lockdown, we've been doing our daily walk down to the park, our daily exercise as a family. When we get down to the park, there's an activity that my youngest daughter, who's five years old, there's an activity that she loves to do. There is a, a stormwater drain with a grate over the top of it. And she loves me just to, to sit on the grate, sit on top of this grate. And then she runs right up to the other end of the park around 100 metres away. And then there's another stormwater grate up there and the pipe is linked together. And her siblings have showed her that if you sit on top of these stormwater grates, you can talk to each other. Even though you're over 100 metres away, you can talk to each other and your voice carries down this pipe to the other end. And she loves, she says, Dad, you sit here. And she runs up to the other end and she sits there and she chats away to me. She loves having this conversation, chatting away. I don't know what people think, us sitting on these drain grates, chatting away to each other, but she thinks it's fantastic. And I love it as a dad as well. And I thought, you know, as I was doing this the other day, what a picture it is of the invitation that God gives us to position ourselves to hear from God. He's standing at the door. He's knocking. He's calling out. He longs to, to be in this intimate relationship with us. Our Heavenly Father longs to speak to us, to communicate deeply with us. He longs for us to open the door of our heart. He longs for us to position ourselves to hear from Him to get away from some of the distractions and the noise that is so often around us. And we should be expectant that he is going to speak to us. And I think one of the most powerful prayers we can pray is just like that prayer that Eli told Samuel to pray, to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so I want to encourage you to do this. I want to encourage you today, this week, to position yourself to hear from God. And I know that God is longing to speak to you, to connect with you. Wherever you are on the journey, He longs to speak to you. So will you join with me now as we pray and I ask God just to help us to listen to His voice. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this truth from Your Word that You are a speaking God. And Lord, we see this principle in Scripture about positioning ourselves to hear from You. And so I pray You'll help us to do that. You'll help us to come expectantly knowing that you are longing to speak to us. You'll help us to posture our hearts, Lord, with humility, to, to hear and discern your voice. You'll help us at times to physically position ourselves, Lord, through just getting into your word and getting time away just to hear from you, gathering with other believers, prioritizing this so we can hear your voice. And so, Lord, together we pray this prayer. We make this the response of our heart today. Speak, Lord. For your servants are listening. This is our prayer. So come, speak to us, we pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
As we close the service today, the band are going to lead us in a great song which talks about listening to the voice of God, tuning into His voice. So as the band lead us in this song, I encourage you just to take this time to continue just to respond in your hearts to God right now.
Thank you so much for joining into our service today. We really do want to position ourselves to hear from God and be available to Him and what He's calling us to. Um, if there is just anything we can help with, and we would love to connect with you through hello at bridgman.org.au. Respond to the service. We'd love to make contact with you this week. That's true, we do. And uh, you can do that just through at hello at bridgman.org.au. At, at any point throughout this, uh, this service all this week, and uh, we can journey with you um, or if we can help in any way, make sure you email through to that as well on prayerbridgeman.org.au. If we can pray for you in any way, make sure you do that. Online prayer meetings, be a part of that as well. But uh, we pray that you have the most incredible blessed week and you'll know the presence of our great God. And we look forward to seeing you uh, next Sunday for those online and uh, hopefully that we'll be in person as well. God bless. Yeah.